welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast that is my homebrew world of Kalandos, my being me, being Carla the GM. And around the table are my amazing players, and on the left, they are going to introduce themselves and their characters. Yes, I am Nicole, and I play the character of Darby. And I'm Kirsten, and I play Oriel. I'm Wednesday, and I play Xantelarian. And what we always do is because you can jump in at the podcast at any time. So to recap what happened in last week's episode, but it's always from the character's perspective. So it's not necessarily everything that happened or exactly how it happened, but it's as the character sees it. So if you'd like to get an in-depth view, please go back and listen. We think it's really fun and amazing. But if you just want to jump in or you have been listening to deliver what happened previously on Dum Dum Die, we have Kirsten, a.k.a. Oro. <laughs> that sounded more like Darby. That sounded, yeah. And last week sounded like, <laughs> like, Oriel. like Oriel. Previously on Dub Dub Die, we finally got into the, the tent to meet and chat with Vladislav. Darby came back and said he had seen a whole bunch of were-rat people that were colluding with the mistress to uh, kill Vladislav. So then by that time, I was like 99% sure that Vladislav was Vladislav and then I asked him some testing questions and he answered them correctly so now we are currently fighting off a swarm of rats that is surrounding the tent and my wild magic happened which was amazing because it's like thunderbolted lightning bolted everything and we are now being surrounded by like 300 rats and Xantelarian doesn't seem to be doing much of anything right now. <laughs> I mean that's in a very accurate description Picking up in the middle of the combat, so Darby has just gone with the female were-rat has died in a firebolt, and that then brings it to the high elf at the table. Everyone feels a whoosh of magic as it spreads out, and anyone who looks carefully, you can see just behind the rats and between the, the rats and the tent is a shimmering almost wall. So you can see that the High Elf has done what Vladislav has asked him and has blocked the tent. So it has locked you guys in this tent. And then he's going to the nearest rats next to him and he's facing upwards to attack them on his next turn. Xantelarian, that brings it to you. Carl, I have a question. Yes. So if he's, so he's just blocked off the tent now. Does that mean nothing can get in as well? Well, you, you don't see that the rats are multiplying anymore okay so they've stopped that i'm going to do something entirely self-serving and go and uh lounge on the table instead so i don't have to get touched by rats okay i mean it's your turn that is my action i mean the magic users are taking care of this shit i don't have to do anything all right that then brings it to the male we're at and he is going to also attack vladislav And anyone who's looking can see that his fangs also, he opens his mouth and his fangs also appear shiny on the incisors. And he jumps onto Vladislav, but you can see he can't find purchase with his mouth. And then Vladislav is going to also pull him off. And as he grabs the the were-rat, you see he almost crumples the were-rat's throat in his hand. And the were-rat collapses and falls to the floor in a crumple. And as the were-rat falls to the floor crumpling, all the rats that had looked like they were going to surge over you and had moved forward start to lose some of their cohesion. And 
in a couple of places they start attacking each other and they look like they're now just surging forward looking to get out some are sort of running towards the chest that has the ham in it they're sort of running under the table and things like that and that brings us to the end of our initiative as the rats are moving around but you you can see as long as you don't like step on a rat they're not going to do anything to you they are just and it looks like they're trying to find a way out of the tent at that you see vlada's love walk stumbling over to, to a chair and sits and he is for want of a better word on a dragonborn he he's actually sweating when the elf sees this he rushes over to vlada's love and he starts whispering something and he's trying to stabilize Vlada's love. Can Oriel, because she was preparing that that vial to get that venom from that one were-rat, is it possible for her to get the venom and start making an antidote? Yeah. What are you doing, Darby? Can so there's I? still rats milling about everywhere, and they're, like, everywhere. Xantelarian, that's not I'm bothering you? I'm on the table. You're on the table. If I cast Aura of Vitality, can that heal him? Probably, you guess. Okay, so yeah, yeah Darby's going to try casting Aura of Vitality. Um, healing energy radiates from you in an aura with a 30-foot radius. Until the spell ends, the aura moves with you, centered on you. You can use a bonus action to cause one creature in the aura, including you, to regain 2d6 hit points. Cool. Roll your 2d6. Five and four. As you do that, you see that the incision in his neck closes, because you could see actually where it had lifted the almost the scales apart, mm-hmm. and you could see it was starting to blacken and go green. The... Incision marks close, but you can see underneath the skin, it is still black and green as it also starts to yellow. And you can see the yellow looks like it's almost starting to spread across uh, his body, but he's breathing. At that, you see the elf and he touches Vladislav's forehead and Vladislav's eyes automatically close. You can see he's put him into uh, some kind of trance and he turns and he sees the elf sees that you're trying to get an antidote and he looks past you, Xantelaren. He's he's not even phased by where you are. And he says, quick, let's uh, figure out what, what this is before it, 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 it damages his physical form. Um. So I also have aura of purity and that is purifying energy radiates from you in an aura with a 30 foot radius until the spell ends. The aura moves with you, centered on you. Each non-hostile creature in the aura, including you, can't become deceased, has resistance to poison damage, and has advantage on saving throws against effects that cause any of the following conditions, blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, and stunned. So you imagine he's already poisoned. Okay. So that's more for defense against it? Okay, so it's not like even if they're poisoned. Yeah. Okay. So she's got the vow. She will... Kind of milk the tea. The fang. I mean, there was a drop coming out. Yeah. And because it's so like the mucus is uh, quite thick, it hadn't Mm -hmm. fallen off yet. So you kind of just scrape across the edge. Yeah. And then she will go and give it straight to the high elf. Um, She's like, the only thing I've got is a potion of healing. I I can't make an antidote. And you can see as he's going that. Physically, the body looks fine, mm. so he doesn't look he damaged. Doesn't, yeah, but he, there is a, a sheen to all the scales, 
And you can see that the scales have almost gotten a silvery gray color. Mm-hmm. And the sheen, it's almost like he's, he's sweating from that, that uh, part in his neck. At this, the elf turns, he sniffs the, sniffs the vial. And in Elvish, he swears loudly and immediately casts Cone of Silence again. Okay. So you can see that he hasn't dropped the shield around, mm-hmm. so the rats are still milling, and there's rats almost everywhere mm-hmm. where your feet are, right? They are sort of set, trying to center on the chest and under the table where there's food, but they're everywhere. But you can see they are just milling about trying to escape. Escape. Some are like pushing against the edge and are very confused as to why they can't get out. Others are sniffing at the bodies of the other werats. And you feel the silence spell being cast again. And you can hear vaguely almost a tinny sound of, almost that sound of like if it's going through water, of people shouting from outside, um, are you all right? Let us in. Uh, and they're shouting, Anil, let us in, let us in. And then he turns to all of you and you can see he casts another spell and all the rats fall asleep. So they all just drop. With their one hit point. Yeah, with <laughs> Nice and easy. And he sits and he says, well, I guess you're going to discover the truth now. So there's only one way you're leaving this tent. This week's ad break is brought to you by the power of love. Because of this Valentine's Day, all of our love goes out to you. Welcome to the How We Roll Radio Theater. Join us in our ragtag group of adventurers, ranging from a big game hunter to a runaway bride. So tonight, keep the Ford Park, skip the jazz bar, forget about the depression, and crack open a decanter. And if you'd like to learn more about our boys, check out their Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Reddit, Twitch, and Patreon, whatever those words mean. And he sits and he says, either you agree to help me, or you will die. Okay, help is fine. Just tell me and what I need as, to do. As he says that, you see Vlad's loves start to shake and oh and, okay. and basically froth. And How do I help? How do I help? Has he got rabies? What and he says, happening? and he says, uh, and the high elf says, do not worry. He will be fine, but you will see. Just wait. And as Vlad's love's body is shaking and frothing, it seems almost as the froth starts to run down the chin and as the sweat and the sheen mm. comes from out of where the rat bit him, you start to see that his body starts to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you realize that the sheen that you thought you saw from the thing and the pallor of like you thought, oh, maybe he was looking silvery gray because he was <gasps> dying. He's turning into a were-rat. He starts to look like a much smaller dragonborn. And as the froth spills, it's sort of everywhere the froth or the sheen touches, it starts to almost like it's sloughing away a cover. Okay. And you see that his scales go from being that green to being a silvery color. And eventually the frothing stops and the sheen almost and the sweat and the froth almost gets absorbed. And you realize you are looking at a much, like Oriel, you would know, being 
of Vladislavian follower and more attuned to what Dragonborn look like, Mm -hmm. you would know that, A, this is a silver Dragonborn. Mm -hmm. B, it looks younger, so much younger than... What Vladislav was. What Vladislav was. And then everyone else can see that he's a much smaller, smaller Dragonborn. At this, the elf turns... You're still wearing uh, the ring, hey, Aura? Yeah, she is. I was just thinking about the ring. And he says, well, I will tell you what is going on and I will have to either, either you make me believe that I will trust you or I will kill you where you stand. Understood. And, and you realize, Darby and Oriole being very attuned to magic, that those three spells he cast... Mm-hmm. He didn't even bat an eyelid at them. Yeah. No. They I were mean, very easy we, to. We will die. We will die. <laughs> yeah, you realize he can murder you and quite easily. This is like Carter's thing of like, Darby, don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Darby's understood it. Yeah. Hashtag, it's real. <laughs> I see you have met the mistress. I recognize your material. And he looks at you, Oriel and Darby. Darby looks away from him. <laughs> and he says, I don't know how the three of you... And he, and he looks at you, Zantelarian, and he's talking to you, but he raises his eyebrow at the fact that you're on the table. But he's not going to discuss it now because there's more important things. But he is just like, why are you on this table? <laughs> he's just like, Ugh. To be fair, if Vladislav wasn't being attacked, Oriel would have also jumped on the table. <laughs> I don't know how you three got involved in this. I don't know how you managed to get the material and to get that ring, but you are involved now for good or for ill, I cannot say. You have met the mistress, yes? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. And yet you've survived. Three times? Um, there was a bit of time jumping elementals that caught us in loops. It's all very complicated. Let's just say that the Antelarian's powers may not necessarily be in combat. And she's like looking up, kind of pointing her nose. As Zantelarian lounges on a table, uh, (laughs) still looking divine, even though he's in a tent surrounded by rats and and a completely unconcerned dragonborn. Yeah, he still looks really she's good. Like, she's like touching her nose with the figure. She's like, Zantanera's talents may not be of the attacking persuasion. Dobby is looking very <laughs> upset right now. And she's trying not to like, she's just trying to not say anything else. <laughs> but hoping that the point gets across. Basically, the mistress wants this material. And, and we are not willing. Zantanera good looking. Well, not really. I think Zantanera just finds her good looking. There's a Look, mutual good lookingness. Okay, moving on. We don't have a lot of time. I'm going to go through this very quickly. We are listening and, and writing and, notes. And he says, the guards outside will come in and they will find Vladislav. This is, and then he says, he says in Elvish, he says, can you all speak Elvish? Can you speak Elvish, Darby? Yeah, I can. Mm. No. Oh, I can speak Dwarvish in common. Ah. ah. Then he moves into Draconic. He says, can you all speak Draconic? Uh, Oriol nods. Mm-mm. And he says, oh, I'm going to have to do this in common. And then you feel that he rebuffs the spell, okay. the, like the, the silent spell, because you can hear the shots become even more muted. 
and he snaps his fingers and you and you hear the the rats who you could see were sleeping mm-hmm. are now dead. Okay. He says, this may never leave this tent and it may never. And then he goes over to Vladislav and he touches him once again. And you can see that Vladislav was sleeping mm-hmm. and in a trance. And you can see he falls even into an even deeper sleep. So okay. you can see his breathing slows because he's in an even deeper sleep. And he says, and he may never know of this. And he goes, this is Rinna still. And he points to Vladislav and he says, he is a dragonborn I found when he was a young boy. I have trained him and I have taught him. And as he's speaking, he's, he's casting magic and you can see that he's starting to transform him back into looking like Vladislav. And he says, that poison was supposed to kill him. However, it killed the glamour I was casting. I suppose glamour is the best word for it. And yet, didn't that? Sorry, Kirsten uh, having a moment. No worries. And he says, Kalandos is in trouble. There are forces which you have met that want to not only bring back to Mael, but destroy everyone here with it. Your material was part of a fight previously that stopped that and where our gods arose. The people need something to believe in that can stop this. And I provided that for them. If we take it away, the world will fall. So now I am asking you, you either stand with us and stand with the fact that this is Vladislav. And he says, Rinna still does not know that he is not Vladislav. I have trained him and raised him for the past 20 years. And in the last three months, I've transformed him and adjusted his memories. He cannot know. No one outside of this tent can know if the world knows that there is no God and no savior here to help them. Kalandos will fall. Do you understand? I have one question. I understand the importance of belief, but is the belief that you are creating, is that actually fueling? Because I have spoken to Vladislav. He is aware of the situation. But are you 100% confident that you are not fueling false belief for that belief could be going to our actual gods to give them the strength to actually come back. <laughs> Do you p- honestly believe a god would come back? Yes. And she's like looking at him like 100% do not. That's 100% going to happen. Darby's shaking his head. My god left me. And and you can He's see- He's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the elf is growing we- wearier and not from the spells, but- just warier from, you know, you can see he's, he's had this burden for a long time. Mm. And she's not necessarily. Oriel and Zantelarian, you can see that he's old, yeah. actually. When, as, as he does that, you can see he's let some of his composure slip. And you can see he's actually quite an old elf. And he says, I have lived 300 years and I have never seen them come back. I live to see them. In real life, I was young then, and they are not coming back for us. However, people who believe 
that they have come back for us will stand up and fight against Tamayel. It was pure luck that the four of them took down Tamayel in the first place, and it was only because he was weakened. Not even the whole world could take him down unless they believed they could. And that is what Vladislav will give the people. The belief that they are right and that they will win. You have that ring. Where did you find it? A chest. You are being vague. Fine. I don't have the time to oh, discover sorry. that. She, she, will, she will elaborate. Oh, She's, okay. Because I was like. Is going, did we steal it off her? Or like. No, it was in, in a chest. In the mistress's in a, chest. In, in a Underground. cave. Under a river. All right. He says, and have you ever tried to find where it came from? Uh, Vladislav told me it's Obsidian's ring. Yes, and have you ever tried to scry it? She looks at Angela and she's like, what's scrying? Oh, the bloody hell am I supposed to know that? So You're the one who does magic. Darby, <laughs> considering you always want to use this spell, you know that scrying means you can use an object or you can use something to find something else. Air. Darby passes that message across. <laughs> okay. She's like, ah. Someone was you listening just in class. in school. <laughs> he raises his eyebrow that you didn't know what that is. And he continues and he says, place it on the table. And the, the map is still on the table. Mm-hmm. She places it. He starts to focus and you can see the ring starts to shake. Mm-hmm. And it moves to a point on the map that is unnamed. Okay. However, it is near well you know near on a map (laughs) so i mean like (laughs) a distance but it's in the vicinity i suppose on the map of the cave where the mistress had tried to capture all those men and when you have seen her a lot Mm -hmm. and he says now i wonder if you followed this who you would find when you scried it i'm alive i was alive when the four were there no one ever found Obsidian. Aurea realizes that this could be fi- be to find Obsidian himself. She's going to... And, and he says, so now tell me, under this cave, whose chest did you find it in? We thought the mistresses. Because the material was there. And then, like, she shows the gold one yeah. underneath. And he says, now why would... An evil entity that wants to bring back Tamayel need two pieces of material that, and he looks at them and he says, have, uh, how do you put it, sentient aspects mm-hmm. and had faced Tamayel before. Why would she need them? And why would she have Obsidian's ring, which would help her find him at any point if Obsidian was on our side still? Now is the time, and he looks at the three of you and he says, now is the time to choose. And this is not about choosing a god. And he looks at you specifically, Zantelarian, because he realizes you are the the only like non-Vladislavian faithful one. He imagines, you can see thinks Darby is, you know, not faithful at all, considering he has no god mark. And he says, it is about choosing to save Kalandos. You will move forward and say that this is Vlad's love and you will bend the knee to him and help us defeat Simael, the mistress, 
potentially obsidian. I know not what else she has stacked up against us. And you will not tell Rinistil that he is not Vlad's love. Now is your chance to decide. I will give you two minutes. He walks over to Rinistil and you can see he's working some mage craft on him. And you can see he, he doesn't appear to be listening to you. Okay, I'm going to sit up on the table and I'm going to say, well, first things first. The ring you can see is still shaking on that area of the map. Is there like a, I want to say a pen. pen. Not sure if there's a pen. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's writing implements. There's, quill. there's quills and there's writing and chalk. She's going to chalk. take a quill and chalk or whatever and she's just going to mark the spot and she's going to put the ring back on. All right. Okay. You do. The ring is warm when you put it back on. Okay. I think you need to drop that silence spell. If you want to help, it's got to go down right now. I agree. He turns to you and he says, you are the only people that know of this. I cannot have you discussing your decision where anyone could hear you. Why do you think I killed all the rats? Who knows who they report to? You That's have a point. And he turns and he says, you have one and a half minutes left. Decide or die. If you can't trust me as a selenite who would do anything to save, to save Kalandos, if you do not drop the silencing spell now, I can't rectify the situation. I'm going to try and be super convincing. Roll persuasion. Fuck, 13. He turns to you and he says, you are one of three. I'm with you. I can trust your selenite honesty. However, one of three is not a consensus. You now have one minute. I'm the leader. No, you're not. (laughs) I'm totally the leader. And he turns back and he says... You do not need to discuss with myself. You need to discuss amongst yourselves. And oh he turns. But we're already the longer the this same. takes. Okay. The longer this takes, the, the harder like it's going to be to fix it. Puts her mouth. Puts, puts her hand. Puts her hand on Zantalarian's mouth, and she's like, "But you're of agreement. Why are you even asking me that question? I know. Well, we already agreed. Listen. Why is this an issue? All three of us have agreed amongst ourselves that we are with you. He turns. Are you guys, and this is out of, uh, out game. of game question, are you guys serious yes. or are you No, we're serious. 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 No. Serious. Okay, so. There is no, at least for my Dude, logic, there is no, yeah, there is no. Okay, so you guys aren't just going to do more damage having an ulterior than good. motive. No. 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 All right, cool. No need to roll anything then. Oral right. just wants to pray to the actual Vladislav. Roll a percentile for me. Um, and kind of ask him. Is this belief being fueled for you? I just need to know that. It's not going to change her decision. She just needs to know that, like, at least this is doing good, even though it's as far as it's gotten. And roll your percentiles. 27. You don't hear anything, but you, you, you do sense your God's presence with mm. you, but you don't sense anything else. Okay. At that, he turns and he looks at Vladislav, love mm-hmm. and then he says, he was poisoned and we healed him. Agreed. He looks, you all nod your heads. Mm-hmm. And then you feel the spell dropping around mm-hmm. you, the, both the encasement spell as well as the silence. And he touches Vladislav's uh, head and Vladislav mm-hmm. starts coughing and, and, and waking up. As guards rush in, so I wanted to, as soon as the spell dropped, okay, I wanted to let out a series it. of whistles, 
like very loud. And basically I'm saying we've contained the situation. Vladislav is resting. He's been injured. Stand down, but keep the perimeters up. As you do that whistle, people people actually come tumbling in. So you see Lurd and the two door guards come tumbling in. Uh, Lurd and the two door guards are actually scraped up. They're covered in lots of little scratches, and they f- basically fall through the door, the mm-hmm. tent flap, and then they stand up, and Lurd hears your whistle, and then you hear some replying whistles. Um, some of them say, confirm. I'm going to confirm. Can I imitate Lurd? A uh, role performance? 27. Yep. As you whistle the confirmation, Lurd stands up and the, all three of them pull with their weapons as a couple more guards come in. So now this tent is really full. There's rats everywhere. There's were rats at the floor. And there's six guards inside as well as Lurd. They're all piled up around the table and they're all jostling closer to you. When Anil turns and he says, peace. And then Ladder's love wakes up and says, we've contained the situation. He looks around and he says, we've contained the situation thanks to your warning. And he pats um, Darby on the back. Darby's feeling great right now. And he says, I believe they are our friends and they have come to help our cause. And Lerd looks very confused. I'm going to wink at Lerd and I'm going to say, I told you I was on your side. And Lerd's going to lean back and he's going to say... And He's going to whistle at you, but he's going to whistle low so that it doesn't extend out so yeah. other people don't enjoy partake of the whistle. And you can see the guards know what the whistle means. Mm. And you imagine Ilan and Vladislav also know what the whistle means. And basically he's going to whistle at you. And he says, just don't, don't command my men again, basically. But he's <laughs> going to do it in a smile. He's going to do it in a smile and then he's going to whistle <laughs> at you. And then he's going to say... All right, then everything is contained as the other guards look up and they look at the rats everywhere and they one like shivers like, and then Ilan and Vladislav nods. Ilan says, you may clean the rats. And Mm. then clean up on our tent, (laughs) clean up on our tent. And then the six guards all start trying to find a way to pick up the rats and can Oriel roll up the map that she marked? It's a table map, so oh, it's it across the map? entire table. But she, she, do we have a map? Yeah. You have okay. the map you were given, but. The map that you copied. Yeah. Yeah, but you only copied this area. Okay, no, that's fine then. Because the ring works the same way, so we just need to get another map. Well, you know, scrying, uh, you know, that, well. You wouldn't know, but Darby, Darby knows. Would know. Expelled. Darby knows that that scrying would help point in the direction. So you don't necessarily need a map. A map's just more helpful. Okay. Um, but Darby also knows that scrying works in reverse. Oh. Um, she can't tear up that part of the map, can she? Well, the thing is, we know how to get back to that area anyway. As the guards are picking up the the maps, Vladislav says, uh, picking up the rats, uh, Vladislav says, well, um... The maps, the rats. The, the maps, the rats. Uh, Vladislav says, well, I don't know about you, but I am hungry. Me too. Me and he's going to uh, nod to uh, Anil, and Anil's going to 
good-naturedly roll his eyes and he's going to pick up the chest and he's going to check that no rats, the ice chest, and check that no rats got to it. And he's going to open it again and take out some more ham and spread it. And then he, you guys notice, the three of you notice that he very casually covers the area that you marked on the map Mm. with the plate. So with the board so that it's covered. Yeah. The, the marking, and he looks very pl- pointedly at you as he... Mm. She gets it, don't worry. Covers the marking. And Vlada's love says, well, uh, I believe that is the last plot for this evening. Darby nods. Bring on the brew. And he says, yes, indeed. And then as the it's clearing, he uh, says to Yolan, uh, if you would mind fetching um, some some drinks for us and... The ceremonial drink for myself and Oriel. I don't know if you would like to partake as well. He mm-hmm. looks at the two of you. Darby knows his head. And then they bring in the green drink that Vladis Lavians love to drink. And you... Imagine a St. Patrick's beer. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to do oh, anything yummy. else sort of this evening? Because if not, basically the rest of the evening is spent celebrating and as you mm-hmm. step out of the tent you realize that quite a lot of the camp is celebrating and you see a lot of rats in various areas so you realize that and you hear from Lyrd and some of the other scouts that swarms of rats had actually infiltrated the camp mm-hmm. and there were a couple of were rats on so maybe throughout the camp there were about six other ones mm-hmm. that they had taken down and as soon as the where rats go down, the swarm in their vicinity became like Just normal rats. rats. And you see some people are still chasing rats away from like the food stores and from, you know, from eating their beds. So they're trying to drive the rats out. But a lot of people are are celebrating because Vladislav came out, said he was okay, showed everyone that he was all right. And, and he gave a speech basically saying – you know, uh, they're trying to stop us with subterfuge because they know we we are right and we are going to protect um, the land. And this is why we need to uh, get people to join us and to follow us because it is only through your belief and through your um, support of me that we will take down Samael. And it is not the other people that we face that are our problem. It is the evil that lurks and is trying to take us out and so basically he's saying when they reach Port Oroch they're not there to kill people so they don't want to okay. kill anyone right and that's, that was going to be the one thing that that we could change yeah and he's saying he's saying and you can see now that you're looking at it and it, as you walk if you walk through the camp as the night goes on you realize that all the weapons so there are weapons of course and mm-hmm. but there's a lot more like <laughs> bludgeoning weapons. So there's weapons that are better used for stunning or for capturing people rather than killing. So obviously the scouts and the big um, guards have swords and things like that. But most of the the townsfolk and the the militia are armed with like capturing weapons or quarter staves, weapons that are used for subdual damage. Um, and he just, he's there to reiterate because you can see some of the mob is angry, right? And there were some losses, so like 10 people died and they're angry and he's just trying to calm them down and say, we will not take vengeance on 
the any any people of the land. It is not them. It is Tamayel spreading fear throughout the land. And he says, and and he actually calls on you, um, and you three, and he says, we know that Port Orach is scared and believes we have t- killed the killed the villages we have passed through. This is rumors and fear-mongering spread by Tamael. As you know, some of you are from the towns and he calls out a couple of the town's names and he says, people of the Dale, he calls them out. And you see a, gr- a group of people huddled together and he says, did we destroy your your town's mi- town? And then they, and they, one pipes up and says, no, uh, you were you kind and passed through us. And those who would not believe or would not join, we... Uh, we sent a scout back to free them once we had moved, moved on, right? So he basically is saying, when we get there, we're not killing anyone. We will subdue those who do, don't want to come with us. we talk to them. So you see his modus operandi is they get to a town, yeah. take it over, talk to the town. And those who don't want to bend the knee, they leave behind. And then they send a scout back like three days later to untie them. And uh, they leave them with food and water. So like they're not going to die. Yeah. Right? But they're not okay. going to be able to come after them. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So I just actually want to do something. Yes. So I would have helped the guards to get to move those bodies of the were rats. Yes. Yeah. I want some of that venom. That is an interesting thing. So the vial is still, it was still on the table. You could have pocketed the, Can I swipe the vial. It? Okay. Roll stealth for me. So while. You were lying on the you table. Joking. I'm gonna say you have advantage because while you were lying on the table and he wasn't concerned <laughs> yeah, with you, you and discussing, draped on the that table. is a shitty another shit roll. Like what the hell? Okay, what teen? Does Darby see that Santalarian wants to pocket it? Everyone sees that he wants to pocket it, but as Santalarian tries to sneakily take it, well, so this was happening while you were having the discussion of decide or die, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone sees it. The elf doesn't mention anything. He he lets it go. I don't know, Oriel mm. Darby, if you say anything Mm-mm. as Zantalaren. So you totally pocket that vial. We've been with Zantalaren long enough to know his modus operandi. Yeah. Uh, the elf seems, seems unperturbed. And Oriel and Darby, you see that he saw that. Zantalaren, you think you got away with it. No I one saw think you. I got away with it. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> saw you. And then after the speech, Vladislav basically says, we'll march tomorrow. We'll probably reach Port Orach in two days. And he says, and we'll send, and he says, Lyud, you'll be going back for the previous town to release them tomorrow. Um, Oriel looks at So, Zantarian. And then he says, so celebrate tonight. I believe the, the fear's over. And he says, and let's remember those who gave their lives tonight to save Kalandos. And then so there's moments of silence. And Oriel, then they... Oriel prays that their souls get to Vladislav. All right. Oriel wants to turn to Zantalarian and Darby. And since they're going to be reaching Port Orach in two days, she's going to um, kind of discuss with them, should we not go ahead? Try and put their minds at ease? Mm. I the agree. best idea. And then maybe head to a certain point on a certain map. And she like looks at where the board of ham is and then she like takes another piece of ham and, and Well, you guys it. would have been outside. Yeah, so but before like you she, leave the tent, she yeah. would have been like So like after the speech happened, she would have walked point, point. to the tent to get their things, basically. You would have to be escorted by either Alan or Vladislav would have to walk you in. Oh, uh, okay. Tent. Then it's because fine. 
there she will are just guards like, posted on the tent all the time. Point at a certain map. Somewhere else we have to be. Well, I just think like, hey, yo, I might get to meet my lady love again. So I'm cool. So okay. will we ride ahead? And yes. she looks at both of them. Yeah. We will. All right. Are you going to tell anyone? Or? We're gonna, yeah, she she tells Elan and... Um, Anil, sorry, not Elan. Anil. <laughs> it's, it's, it's backwards. Anil <laughs> and Vladislav, that thank you so much. And she wishes them the best. We'll, we will ride ahead, but there is somewhere else. We have to be, we'll still hold the banner for the cause and and do what we can. We somehow managed to get ourselves into the middle of the situation and we believe that maybe parting from the army will do the most for this cause. Vladislav looks to the three of you and he says, thank you for your belief and support and Anil tells me you are, have already been helpful to the cause and I... I appreciate what you are doing for for Kalandos. And then he basically, Oriel, he he comes towards you like, uh, can we hug? It's not going to. Yeah, yeah, she hugs him. She so hugs him. He, he like waits for permission. How and do you hug him? Like a small child hugs a ginormous person. Okay. Uh, and, he, and he gives you a hug and he, <laughs> and he says. <laughs> yes, uh, I know why. <laughs> and he says, be well, child. And then. Mm. The two of you, uh, Darby and Zantelarian, he sort of shakes your hand. And it's it's weird because now that you know what he looks like normally, as you can feel it, it's almost you feel his and you see his hand enclosing yours because it's so large. But it's almost like you feel the that smaller hand. You feel this. You only feel the smaller hand, even though you can see that his hand should be enveloping yours bigger, if mm. that makes sense. Anil says, surely you would like to rest before you go. You may oh, leave yes, a first yes. light. Yes. Um, and then he, he's going to take you and he says, my Lord, I'll show them to a, a resting space. And then he takes you to a part of the camp and you guys see Lyrd and you see Stefan still every There's time Stefan you pass. He, t- he gives you the, Ooh. I'm a watching you just, face. Just hang on. As we pass <laughs> Stefan, I'm going to, I'm Stefan, I'm Stefan. going to, I'm going to whistle. I'll be back for my dagger. And, and Stefan's going to whistle back and he's going to say, I'll be waiting. <laughs> uh, I'll be waiting. Bring more. <laughs> and then he, and then he Ooh, holds the dagger. Party. And then he, uh, he like twirls the dagger in his hands quite expertly. Elan's going to, Anil, sorry, is going to show you to your tent, to a tent that's been made. You can see that it's a little bit unfortunate, but you can see that this was a tent of someone, but obviously since the attack, there's space now. And he's going to say, I would not wear that ring. And he's going to say, and he's going to say, scrying works both ways. And he's going to say, I can cover it for you now, but once you leave here, you need to cover this because now that we have sent out uh, our intentions towards finding whoever's at the end of this ring, who I might believe is obsidian, they know that they can find you as well. And you can feel he casts almost, the ring almost dulls in its Mm -hmm. look. And Darby, you know that he's casting the spell that stops people from scrying. Okay. That Um, spell that Darby always wants to cast. The spell you always want to cast. And non-detection. So non-detection. Oriel asks if he can teach her her that before he leaves. He looks at you and he and then he says, All right. And he asks you to cast what level spell do you have up until? Three. 
he asks you he's asked you to cast a cantrip level one level two and level three just so that mm-hmm. he can see what your skill level is like please roll wild magic for each and if you do not trigger wild magic on one he can teach it to you so <laughs> roll four wild magic okay so f- roll four things and then okay so these are the first it's four four things I've got to roll right and then four wild magics uh, no, so the, the I'm going to assume you're going to cast whatever spell it is. Okay. But, uh, damn it. <laughs> did wild magic trigger? Okay, so I do. I didn't even roll the fourth one. So do the trigger. So as you're casting your second level spell, mm-hmm. the pressure of trying to not oh my God. let your wild magic escape actually builds it up and lets the wild magic escape. Ah, yeah. Can Darby also learn it then? You know, non detection. Oh, okay, yeah. I regain all expended sorcery points that I don't really use because I'm bad sorcerer. Okay, um, let me see if he... Because I rolled 99. Yeah, uh, and so as you cast that spell, a flare shoots out and he raises your eye, his eyebrow and he says, maybe you should teach it to Darby. Maybe I'm not... Maybe you should... And then she Darby like knows how to do her, it. Him and Santillary, and she goes, "Maybe you should keep this." Darby oh, takes yes, it. That's no, 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 no. Darby, Darby it looks takes it. Less from valuable now. Darby, but still, it's a ring, right? I'm, so, I'm so no, going to take it. Oral's looking at him so with fast? like the, instilling the fear of death in her look. Darby, right now, she's like, you will protect. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I saw you. I saw you. Wild magic, that lightning thing. Uh, just give me the ring. No, Darby just takes it from Oriel. Right. No, 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 no. She will avoid two Darby. Are, can the two of you, uh, Zantalarian and Darby, please roll a dex? I'm going to say oh. saving throw, but it's you're a dexing off at who snatches the ring fastest. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Was it? Oh yeah. God, just so uh, roll again Rocking. because I've, I'm. Uh, well, no, actually, who has the highest dex mod? What's My your dex, dex mod, mod is, is actually plus three, and yours uh, is only plus two. Plus two. So Zantalarian grabs it. This is uh, not a good idea, guys. It's fine. He loves treasure. He won't let it go. And Neil says, "You should leave it with the person who can cover it continuously." It. It would take too much concentration to cover it on someone else. And he say, and he turns to you, Darby, and he says, do you know non-detection? I do. And then he says, give the ring to That's the... so boring. Darby smiles from ear to ear. Oral gives him some like, gold pieces and is like, yeah, How just much gold happy. do you give me? <laughs> 20. And okay. Neil, and okay. Neil okay. says... Okay. That's like all the gold okay. pieces. <laughs> and Neil says, the guards only know why you three were chosen. But it appears you were. And then he turns to you, Darby, and he (laughs) reaches out to you. Uh, Please roll perception for me. 21. As he lifts his hand to you, you can see and he moves because he's trying to reach your shoulder and he moves his tunic and he rolls up his sleeve and it looks to the two of you like his sleeve was maybe too tight. You know, when when your shirt's too tight and you can't lift your arm and it looks like he moved his sleeve for that. And as you, as he pats you on the shoulder, Darby, you can see he's got a guard mark of Alexis on his wrist and he's going to say, the material has chosen you. You will protect the ring. I trust that you guys... You and your companions will find your way to help Kalandos. 
and he pats your shoulder and sees that you see it, the god mark and then he shakes his shirt down and he says rest well and he's going to leave the leave the tent and that brings us to the end of this week's episode the Roma. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, big thank you to my players who make everything an adventure. Big thank you to you for listening. And remember, if you enjoyed it, please write, rate and review us on your favorite and not so favorite podcast apps, especially iTunes, because that helps us move up in rankings and people can find us more. And we'd really, really appreciate it. And we have a competition for people who rate and review us. So follow us on our socials. And speaking of our socials, you can find us at Dum Dum Die on all the socials. So it's spelled D U M D U M D I E or you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com please share us with your friends, foes, families and familiars a big thank you to Wednesday and Tristan who edit and make us sound amazing on this podcast big thank you to Feed whose music fills the podcast and as always I hope you have the most amazing week filled with adventure